All too often, people think the word freelancer is synonymous for broke, but that's not true. You can make money and live the life you want as a freelancer. That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about how to become a six-figure freelancer. My guest is Kate Bagoy, and she is a senior UX designer and founder of Six Figure Freelancers, where she helps digital pros build businesses they can run from the beach. A self-professed nerd with an MBA, she's worked with more than 50 startups, coached thousands of consultants, and as an adventure at heart, she travels as a digital nomad and has been running her business entirely online from 25 countries since 2017. Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Lorraine. I am so excited to have you. This has always been an interesting conversation, but I think now more than ever as people are thinking and rethinking their lives and what they want work to be, this idea of being a freelancer is appealing. But too often it is more appealing than profitable. So how do you start? How do you build a freelance business that actually is a business? That is an excellent question. You're right. Now is a great time for freelancers as we've moved to a more remote work uh, culture. It's uh, more and more companies are outsourcing. There's freelancers growing faster than ever. So there's a number of things you want to do if you're thinking about starting out as a freelancer. But the biggest thing, as you said, is making this shift from freelancer, which traditionally has meant just repeatedly job seeking and looking for freelance job posting versus building a business. And it's while it's subtle in terms terminology, it's actually really huge. Freelancers who struggle tend to do so because they're constantly hunting for jobs based on their skill set, whereas business owners are going to take the time to create a business plan, a marketing plan, a strategy, and create systems for finding clients and marketing their business and their services. So that first thing is that really that mindset shift of I'm not a job hunter. I'm not going from job to job. I am building a business. And because I'm going to build a business, I need to know who my ideal clients are and what it is that I can do for them better than anybody else can do. That's your area of expertise or your marketing niche. And then once you pick that marketing niche, then you want to look at building systems around consistently promoting yourself because that's the number the number two mistake that I see a lot of new freelancers do is they go out, they find a contract and they get busy doing the work and they forget that when you have a business, you need to be consistently marketing yourself and lining up the next client. So then they finish their project and they go, oh no, now I'm broke again because I don't have any work lined up. So create systems. That whole idea of creating systems is so important. It actually goes hand in hand with one of the things I learned really on when I first started my business and it was just me. In order to be doing the work and keeping the systems running, there were things that needed to get done that maybe I didn't need to do. And as a solopreneur, it was really hard to make that investment in someone who would send follow-up notes, but I think it was the best thing that I ever did. 
Absolutely. And it is, it's something that a lot of us struggle with. It's certainly something that I struggle with. You know, I spent my career working in startups and wearing all of the hats and doing all of the things. So when I started my business, I did the same thing. But because I had a background in tech, I did automate a lot of things to start. And then when I started coaching, it became very clear that I had to have help. So I hired an assistant. And it's scary and it's hard to justify spending money to have somebody check your email. But it absolutely is the right move from an entrepreneurial standpoint. You want to outsource the things that either you don't enjoy or that somebody can do better than you. And you want to do that as soon as possible to free up your time. I was in a, a mastermind a couple of years ago and, and somebody talked about the million dollar business decisions that we make. And one of those little things is looking at the outsource and say, is this a $5 task or a $500 task? As an entrepreneur, you should be focusing your time on those $500 tasks and letting somebody else do the $5 task. I love that way of framing it, that idea that you can do a lot of things, but you need to be focused on the $500, the really big profitable things. Okay, so I'm making this switch. I've shifted my mindset. I'm laying out a consistent pattern for constantly keeping myself out there. What else can I do that will help me transform my lifestyle from constantly looking for the next client to running a business? There's a couple of things I would say in terms of the niche, particularly what I see with new freelancers and consultants. Again, the default mode seems to be to talk about your skills. So what do you do? I, oh, I'm a web designer or whatever. You have to learn how to talk in terms of benefits to the client. So this is positioning in the, in the marketing world. The terminology you use is how you position yourself. I don't create websites. I help entrepreneurs get clients online. You know, I don't do graphic design. I help companies communicate better. What are those? How can you talk about what you do in a way that actually compels people and gets them interested in what you do? And that also sets you up to be a high value freelancer, because when you're competing on skills, you're competing with every single person on the world that can do that task. And, you know, there is always going to be somebody that's willing to do it cheaper. Somebody that's younger or has a lower cost of living will do that website for $100. But if you position yourself as the best person, you can charge 10000 for that website because you're going to do it right for that customer. I used to say when people would say to me that my price was too high, that they could get it done for less you know, sometimes you just have to look at someone and say, well, okay, but why are we having this conversation? And the minute they say, well, because I want to work with you. Once you understand that you as a freelancer have something special, it's a whole lot easier to say, well, I cost this. Absolutely. And that was a big uh, opportunity for me early on when I started freelancing. The first time I had a client say, well, you're just too expensive. And I said, you're, you're right. I am expensive. Do you want the cheapest mm -hmm. or do you want the best? Absolutely. And, and you have to be confident. I think when you say that, and I, I love just listening to you talk because it's so clear as you're talking about your business that you're comfortable presenting yourself and saying, this is who I am. And this is what it takes to do business with me. 
Absolutely. And that takes a little bit of time and strategy at the beginning. And that's where a lot of newer freelancers, small business owners, solopreneurs, coaches, whatever you're doing, if you don't spend that time up front to work on your mindset, work on your confidence and work on your marketing, which means getting really clear on who is that ideal client you want to work with and what you offer them. Because if you're not clear, then you're just kind of throwing darts at a random target instead of being really clear about this is who I work with, this is what I offer, and this is why I am the best person for you. If you start talking to everybody about the service that you offer, you're going to speak to nobody and you're going to be competing on price. Absolutely. I love that advice. Okay. So as we're kind of winding down on the time, is there one more thing that you either wish you had known when you started or one more thing that freelancers really need to keep in mind? There are so many little tidbits that I have learned over the last few years, but I would say a lot of my success has come from constantly working on my mindset more than anything else. Like the marketing is key for business in terms of finding the right clients. But if your mindset as an entrepreneur is not on point, you will self-sabotage. You will doubt yourself. You will take contracts that are not good for you. And so I am constantly learning. I have learned that I myself have a lot of issues around money mindset because we grew up not, you know, dirt poor, but I have a poverty mindset. And so I live in scarcity and I have had to shift that in my entrepreneurial journey in order to become a more successful entrepreneur. So always work on your mindset. There's always something to learn. Awesome. And if you would like to learn more about becoming a six-figure freelancer, I'm going to tell you that you need to look at katebegoy.com. She's got a wonderful website with lots of tools, resources, and ideas on how you can do just that. Kate, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lorraine. I hope you have a wonderful week. You too. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode.